that's unbelievable chinuch, that you're teaching your children to be sensitive and caring to their brother or sister who is suffering and in hell. Just like if they had physical illness, even though you would say, should go to Manhattan for six hours in an NYU hospital to go on the train, how could you do that? Everybody understands this is what Hashem wants. I love quoting Rabbi Yosef Rosenblum that you told me this story. Rabbi Yosef Rosenblum said, you have to deal with every child, what's best for that child, and the effect on the other children, that's bashert for their journey, correct? That's their journey. Now, you can't be reckless about it, I understand that, but you can't always go ahead and say, okay, you, okay, next, everybody who doesn't behave, we're going to kill you, because we're worried about the fifth child. You know, there's no statistic that our kids are falling apart, siblings, more than they're not doing TP. Right, we had a family that a second kid went off to Derek, third kid went off to Derek. So somebody said, oh, you see, this is because of TP. So he shouldn't do TP. Okay, so I know a family that did not do TP. And the second one went off and the third one off. So you're not do, also not do TP? Only we have to do that, right? You have hundreds of families like that. There's no yet statistic that shows that our way causes more spiritual or emotional damage than the other way. Right? But we have thousands of kids who are steiging immensely. And what you're doing is, you're instead of showing them, and this is what the Navaminsky Rebbe said when he was here, you're teaching your kids to care about Nach Ayid. You're showing them you have to care about your brother and sister. The other way is a terrible message. The other way is, and especially we know these kids are hurting. Oh, you're sick? Okay, we don't care about you. You know, it's like, they know that. And you're, you're raising very, very good kids. Part of their journey is that they have a brother who's unfortunately not well. They look at him with Rachmanis. When you look at him with Rachmanis, then you don't want to be like him. And he's not going to want to schlep them down because we know our kids, as soon as he stop fighting, they, they don't want their brothers and sisters to be miserable like them. They know they don't have the, the fountain of youth. They didn't find the, the real good life. That's only when they're fighting and screaming and all of that. So they start protecting the kids also. And yes, they're being brought up like thousands of homes. Unfortunately, this is the reality. You know, there used to be a reality of Shlomo Miller when he was here. You know, it's so interesting, just Agav Urcha. A guy told me on Pesach, I met him, he said, I said, you know, Shlomo Miller came here for four hours. Yeah, I know, and I heard that he was against everything you said. It's like a crazy world. Four hours on video. He agreed with everything that we said. He took issue with that one person said that they're Anusim, like Reb Gershon, he said he holds you can't call them Aynus. Nothing to do with us, practically. I don't care what you call them. So that was the only issue that he had, and it was not TP-related at all. But all of the things that we did, right? Anyway, crazy world, crazy world. See, he said, people are scared that the siblings are going to have a sibling or, or a relative is off the derech. When I grew up, Shlomo Miller said, half my family wasn't from... I don't know if he said half or three quarters or whatever it was. Shaitluch, who or Shaitluch, and who and and how many people drove on Shabbos? We were the minority. Nobody said, okay, you know, cut off, cut off. Now we bring them up so insulated that there are parents that say, I don't want my kid to see that they have a cousin who is red red nail polish because they're going to go off the derech. Like you forgot that that's not the way it works. You're raising your kids like thousands of other families. Unfortunately, this is. Our Nisayan. People think I'm going to have ten kids. They're all going to look like me, talk like me, act like me, exactly like me. And they're not going to be less from, and they're not going to be more from. And they're not going to be litvish if I'm chasidish, and they're not going to be chasidish if I'm litvish. And if I'm this bub of, they're definitely not going to be the other bub of. That would be terrible. And everybody's going to have, I'm going to have all these kids, the shvatim, the shiftei ka, 
Everyone's going to turn out. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. And when it doesn't work like that, people don't know what to do. So first of all, you have calm in your house. You have peace in your house. You have your kids in your house. I got, after Pesach, so many people responded to me. You know, I, I run a crisis center. I don't know if you know that. Over Pesach, did we have one crisis? Did anybody call Shomrim? Did you call Shomrim? Hatzalah? No? Did I, how come I'm, I go to sleep at night. I could sleep at, there's no, nothing crazy is happening with us. All the stories, you have no idea what's happening over Pesach. Because Pesach is very tough. One of the, the toughest times for everybody. <laughs> to, a lot of family, right? And especially Kips. Very tough time. It's worse than Sukkot. Because it's Sukkot plus Chumras and no eating this and foil everywhere and, and, and matzah bowls. It's, it's, it's very tough. Okay? So it's a very, very hard time. Did we have any crisis? Did anybody, anybody's kid lifted a hand or, or, or a knife or chas v'shalom? Nothing. Hundreds of families. Right? And we take, Badafka try to take the absolute, uh, almost absolute worst cases. Quiet. Quiet, quiet, shtelayit. Shamam doesn't hear from us. Atzala doesn't hear from us. Quiet. We don't need any organizations. We don't need, you know, you don't need anything. You have mommy, you have tati. So you're bringing up a family and unfortunately, in the middle of the family, yeah, so we're teaching the other kids, just like a chayla, that you're going to support your brother or your sister in pain and in need, and you're going to look down at them. Not, you're not going to look down at them. You're going to look at them with rachmanus. You're going to daven for them, say the whole tehillim every single day, the whole family. It's very, very, very important. Teach them how to care for a Jew. They emerge with a havas Yisrael. They emerge that they didn't turn their back. They didn't turn their back. They can emerge better. We are finding that kids with problems, the problems also emerge. Is that a bad thing or a good thing? They feel comfortable to share. They don't feel squashed in because you can't squash kids anymore. Eventually it pops out. And I think most parents would rather it pops out now than after they're married with two, three kids. You know how many people married? Gone. Popping off. So if a kid is internally unhappy with Yiddishkeit, with himself, with major issues, let it come out when he's still a Kiwi, kids with issues, instead of a Kip. You can deal with it much more mentally, much, much easier. That's what we're finding. We're also finding that the kids without issues, steig, they become caring, erluch, they, 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 they speak to Hashem, they dive into Hashem. <laughs> the siblings tell me. And it makes everybody, hopefully, better, better people and better, better Jews. Not that we would choose this, okay? But in this Nisayim, and think about the other parents, you know, we're dealing with crisis, so if it doesn't slip this way, it's going to slip the other way. What happens to the siblings when you bury a child? It's forever. It's trauma forever. What happens when there's fighting in the family, and the siblings look at the parents like, you guys are nuts. Why are you so tense? Why are you so angry all the time? They don't always take our side. And then when you're in a war zone, you end up saying things that you shouldn't. You know how many siblings, it sounds funny, but it's not, have memories of their father in his underwear chasing their sibling with a baseball bat? That's, that's forever. We don't look so great to them. Now, once there's two sides, you know a statistic that was written up in Hamodia? Many of the kids that were thrown out of the home, the siblings go and meet them without telling the parents. They don't always take our side, and they don't. We don't always look so great. We look unrealistic sometimes, and we look too, too. Uh, you know, we lock them out of the house, and the kids are saying, "Let them in, let them in." No, I can't let them in. That's also a trauma on the kids. So you're raising a happy home. 
you do have to care for the other kids, no question about it. You have to give them special care like I teach you to do. Special stuff. Ice cream. Doesn't have to be bad stuff. Ice cream. Private time. A nice restaurant. You know what your kids need. You didn't want to buy those shoes for $50. You only wanted to buy the shoes for $30. So you'll buy the shoes for $50 for the kid in third grade and you'll make them happy. With, with Narishkeiten, and you'll tell them, I'm so proud of you, the way you're dealing with your brother, with your sister. I'm so proud of you. And they're going to grow from that experience. They're not going to want to be like their sibling. They're going to be happy that you're proud of them. And as a session, everything will work. That's my plan. You like it? Yeah, looks not very good. This is Avi Fischoff, and I can be reached at twistedparenting at AOL.com.